This is the Journal of Ecology podcast. I'm Scott Chamberlain. Jörg Albrecht recently had a paper accepted in the Journal of Ecology on how logging and forest edges reduce redundancy in plant frugivore networks in an old-growth European forest. I recently caught up with Jörg to talk about his research. My name is Jörg Albrecht. I'm a PhD student at the University of Marburg in Germany, and um, I'm working in the lab of conservation ecology headed by Nina Farwig, and my research interests um, contain plant-animal interactions, and my study systems involve plant pollinator and plant seed disperser interaction networks. In particular, I'm studying the impact of land use on the structure and the dynamics of these mutualistic networks. What problem was your study trying to solve? Yeah, previous studies have shown that um, land use um, has consequences for the abundance of consumers and consumers in ecosystems in many instances um, perform important ecosystem services such as pollination or seed dispersal and the main question of our paper was um, whether changes in the abundance and composition of um, animal assemblages have consequences for the dynamics of um, the structure of mutualistic interactions and as a study system in our case we used plant frugivore interaction networks because frugivores perform um, important ecosystem service of seed dispersal. In particular, um, we our work was based on the classic work by MacArthur and Pianca. Um, it's about optimal foraging mm. and um, the optimal foraging theory states that at high consumer resource ratios, that is at um, high consumer abundance, um, animals should generalize to cope with increased competition for resources. Mm. And the second aspect of our work was to link this change in the specialization of animals on their food plants um, with the functional niche that animals have in these interaction networks because we expected that an increase in the specialization of frugivores um, involves an um, increase in their complementarity in the network, which then would involve a loss of redundancy from the plant perspective, because when you consider the plant, um, a plant would benefit from a high diversity of frugivore species that um, disperse a plant, and when frugivores specialize on a certain plant species, then this would have negative consequences for the plants. Mm-hmm. So you talked a little bit about um, your specific um, questions, I think, or at least the background. What, what, were, what were the um, specific uh, predictions or questions that you had uh, in the study? Well, previous studies found that For example, logging of old-growth forests um, involves a loss of often habitat specialist frugivores. Um, 
that is the abundance of these frugivores should be reduced in locked forests and other studies have shown that habitat generalist frugivores um, often increase in especially at habitat boundaries because they are capable of crossing habitat boundaries and exploit resources in open and um, forest habitats. So um, we expected that um, in our study system, logging of old growth forests um, should involve a loss of habitat specialist frugivores or reduced abundance. And this should coincide with um, redu reduced consumer resource ratios. And in accordance with this optimal foraging theory, this should result in reduced competition for resources and then involve an increase in the dietary specialization of the frugivores. This was the first hypothesis. And the second hypothesis was that this reduced niche overlap um, should have consequences for redundancy in the seed dispersal interaction. That is, um, how many frugivores disperse a plant mm. or interact with a plant, with a given plant. Yeah. Before we get into to what you found, can you talk a little bit about the, the study system, the study uh, area and, and the organisms? Mm -hmm. Um, well, we conducted our field work in the Białowieża forest. Um, this forest is located in eastern Poland, and it is the last relict of old-growth forest of the European lowland. And um, since old-growth forests comprise only 0.2% of all extant European forests, this really is a unique reference site to study the dynamics of this system. Of this system. And in the forest, we established a bunch of study sites, which were located in Ashalda floodplain forests. Um, because the majority of fleshy-fruited plants is associated with these um, floodplain forests. This is mainly due to the natural disturbance regime. Um, these plant species are often not uh, they don't have the competitive ability to establish in, for example, Oakland and Hornbeam forests. So uh, they, they are um, mainly restricted to these Ashalda floodplain forests, which have a um, natural disturbance regime during the flooding events. And these floodplain forests are highly diverse habitats, which um, harbor a rich flora and fauna. And our study design um, comprised two gradients. The one was a logging gradient. We established study sites in locked and old growth forests. And um, the second gradient was a fragmentation gradient, which comprised sites in the forest interior and at forest edges. And in these study sites, we conducted a two-year field study and to quantify the plant frugivore networks. So if you could describe your main findings in, um, you know, a few, uh, the, like the few main findings that were, uh, you think, important, what, what would those be? Well, the main point of our paper is that we find support that um, 
a reduction in the abundance of forest specialists coincides with um, reduced consumer resource ratios, um, which in turn coincided with an increase in the specialization of the remaining frugivores. That is the um, habitat generalist frugivores foraged more specialized when competitors were absent. Some people may, I mean, I think the ratio is somewhat straightforward, but so what does that mean when the consumer resource ratio is changing? Well, um, to measure these ratios, we just use data on the abundance of frugivores in the local communities and the abundance of fruits. And um, for itself, it means that just there is there are less frugivores um, in relation to the availability of fruit resources. Mm, okay. There's this decrease in specialists fruit mm -hmm. uh, and an increase in and a subsequent increase in generalists. Mm -hmm. And I was curious if that was you know is that a decrease in specialist number of species or the are there less specialist species or just less individuals that are of special species mm -hmm. and so it, and if it's individuals then that seems like that would definitely influence the evenness of the of the community of frugivores and if it's species then that would be something different we also quantified the evenness in these plant frugivore networks and we found that the evenness was um high in the forest interior but lower at forest edges. Mm -hmm. And this reduction in the evenness was mainly, at forest edges, was mainly due to a strong increase in the abundance of forest generalists. And this increase coincided with um, reduced specialization of frugivores at forest edges. But interestingly, this increase did not involve an increase in the abund uh, in, in the redundancy in these networks because um, forest generalists dominated the spectrum of plant frugivore interactions. So given your findings uh, in this paper, what, what do you think are the consequences for, uh, for plants? So fleshy-fruited well, fleshy plants, specifically. Mm -hmm. Well, the most immediate consequence is a reduced set of dispersal vectors that disperse a plant in the interior of old-growth forests and at forest edges. Um, and this is an alarming signal because um, this may result in reduced adaptive potential of these networks to changing environmental conditions. When you think of the portfolio effect that different frugivore species may complement each other um, in their responses to changes in environmental factors. And the reduction in the number of this different frugivore species um, may also have consequences for spatial patterns of plant recruitment. Because when you think of um, 
differences in the foraging behavior and the movement behavior of frugivores. Um, you can expect that a diverse set of dispersal vectors also increases the probability to reach uh, for a seed to reach different microhabitats for regeneration. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's that's the main points. How hard will it be to to know um, you know what are like to empirically find out what will the consequences be for plants? Like you just sort of explained what you think would would probably happen, but do you think it's it's feasible to figure to to figure out what will happen? Well, that's the challenge of future future studies, yeah. I think. Um, to connect these dynamics in the structure of networks um, to the consequences for regeneration processes in plant communities. Um, I think this, this network approach has really some advantages and we can find out a lot about these systems, but at the moment we lack a link between um, the structure of these networks and the outcome mm -hmm. um, for for regeneration processes, I think. Yeah. So, how how general do you think your results are? Uh, do you think you would expect the same uh, patterns that you found in other regions uh, with other you know study systems, you know tropical forests or different mm -hmm. types of forests? Well, in principle, um, the results may also hold for other trophic interactions because uh, that that involve a consumer and a resource. Mm -hmm. However, um, different patterns may be expected. For example, when um, the fundamental niche of an animal, in terms of um, the plant resource used, is narrow. Mm -hmm. um, or constrained, for example, by phenology or trade mismatches, and when um, consumers are immobile. Mm -hmm. um, this means that they are not able to forage for other plant resources, or yeah, they are simply constrained in their movement. Mm -hmm. um, these aspects would weaken the relationship that we found in our study. What do you plan to do to do next? Uh, do you plan to do anything related to this or building on this study? We are planning to um, study the consequences for the regeneration of the plant species in the studies in our study area, mm -hmm. um, and I think this will be a fascinating topic for future research. Mm -hmm. And another interesting question that I'm working on at the moment is the impact of the network structure on um, facilitation and competition in these plant communities with respect to um, dispersal vectors. Um, in particular, what determines how many dispersal vectors a specific plant species has in a given site, depending, for example, on phenological overlap with other fruiting plants or um, spatial co-occurrence with other plants. Mm. So, so, interesting question. And this year, 
Um, we are also conducting um, a supplementing study to assess the role of mammals in these networks because during our observations we also observed a few mammal species and yeah we want to assess um, what impact these mammals have in the networks. We have been speaking with Jörg Albrecht for the Journal of Ecology podcast. I'm Scott Chamberlain.